Welcome to the Q Talk with your boy, Pastor E, where all things mean will be on the table. So let your brothers, uncles, and homies, and club brothers know that we are going to talk about it. Uh, from men issues to sports to sex to whatever concerns me and men. So grab a seat and come along for the ride. Now just remember, these are my opinions, and yes, I am sometimes right and wrong. So don't take it personal. Just have some fun with the Q-Talk. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Q-Talk. This your boy, Pastor E. You know, it's Thursday. I'm on here. I kind of said we was going to change our segment up. Uh, I should be back on here Sunday evening, uh, me and the wife doing our thing. Uh, but I'm going to do something today that I don't normally do. For most of y'all who know, of course, my name, Pastor E. That's not a rapper's name. That's actually my name because I'm or, I'm an ordained pastor. That's my position uh, by way of a gappy Bible college, uh, seminary school, and all that good stuff. You know, you know. Uh, today's topic is actually the same topic that I taught on on Sunday. I normally try not to be churchy on my podcast. I try to just be a guy, just a dude. You know, I try, you know, because I know. I always say, uh, depending on you as an individual, sometimes this particular podcast really ain't for church people because I open up the doors to a lot of issues that men have that the church ain't going to open up. Uh, but I go in there. So uh, I normally don't bring the two together. And I'm technically not going to bring the two together today, but I am going to use that topic. Uh, and the topic that I used Sunday was men stop fighting men stop fighting now you have to go back to queen city biker church and listen to the sermon all that good stuff but this is what i want to uh, address and this is what i want to bring up the first thing i want to talk about is in most cities metropolitan small cities it really don't matter most cities will have a main street, or some of them got two or three main streets. On that main street, you have McDonald's, a Burger King, a Wendy's, Five Guys, Red Robin. You have a KFC, a Popeyes, and a Bojangles. You have a Domino's Pizza, a Pizza Inn Pizza, and a, Popeye, a, a Papa John's Pizza. You have uh, Shomar's Fish Place and, and a Mayflower's Fish Place. On a lot of major cities, you just have nothing but different restaurants. One of the things we need to take in consideration, we have Restaurant Row or whatever you want to call them. Uh, you want to know what you never see? Is the managers or the employees at the restaurant shooting out the door with each other to either hurt each other, to kill each other, or to do whatever they're going to do. You literally never see that. They just either outmarket each other or they just open their doors and they be blessed with selling. I almost feel bad when I go to a Chick-fil-A and they right beside a McDonald's because you can pull in and you'll see the line at the McDonald's. It'll be three cars, and you'll say, let me remember what that last car. You pull up to a Chick-fil-A and there's 30 cars. And by the time you get your order, leaving out 30 cars in front of you, 
That guy with McDonald's there was only three cars. He's just not getting his order. Or he probably still ain't at the window. But irregardless, McDonald's don't go over there and shoot up Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A don't go over there and shoot up McDonald's because they move next door. So what we need to talk about today is why do men, and not all, this is just an open subject, why is it that men tend to not get along? Why is it that men tend to badger each other or beat each other up or put each other down or not support each other? You know, I'm a biker, so even in the same club, you have your cliques. You know, you always got that vice president who's in a hurry to be the president, and he divides the club. Or you have another member who wants to divide the club. Why is it that we just can't jail together? Why is it in certain situations you have certain men that have a certain financial status, but they don't really help other men with their financial status? Why is it as men we'll see a guy, he's doing good, you know, he's a family man. He's a good, honest, good old American family man. You may not be a family man, but you hate on that guy or you want to see him go through something that divides him or his family or vice versa, you know. But what is it about men that we just tend to, we can quickly, see this is the thing about men. We can be friends for 20 years, but you say something I don't like, our friendship ends. We don't talk to each other, we don't see each other, I don't like that SOB, whatever, whatever. We just don't know how to, or we just don't want to, or we just don't challenge ourselves just to pick up the pieces and say, bygones be bygones, let's move on. A prime example of what I'm talking about, and this conversation came up with me and one of my, my, my brothers, uh, I call him a friend, a mentor, great guy, you know, glad he came into my life. And we was both talking about the stock market. I'm new to the stock market. I've been buying stock now for a little while. Some days I do good, some days I do bad. He's been doing a little bit longer than me. He got in and out of it. Uh, but one of the things that we we talked about is the fact that you got men out here, especially in the black community, who's out here in the stock market, who's out here doing things in the stock market, but they don't want to help or work with another man. It's like, prime example, if you buy stock in Ford or whatever company, they act like that's the only stock left. We have to understand, you, your financial situation may be able to buy 50 shares of Ford stock. My financial situation for right now may be only to buy two shares. Another man's opportunity may only be able to buy one share. But the problem is we keep that information from each other. It's like we really don't want to see somebody else get uh, financially comfortable or financially set. We just try to keep each other in that same pocket. You know, you got a sexy, good-looking wife. Your boy wife ain't so good, but now he hitting on your wife. But y'all supposed to be friends. Why is it as men that we easily and quickly fight each other? Why do we get so jealous of each other? Why do we get so envy of each other? Because we all different. I mean, you know, I ain't been a pastor long, and I always say, you know, I say it jokingly, but I hate church. Because church people are the worst to dislike. Look, let me tell you something. There's X amount of billion, trillion people in the world. 
all of them ain't going to go to your church. I don't care if you got a mega church to hold 20,000. There's another mega church across the street can hold 30,000. And neither one of y'all uh, be full. Or if you fool, he fooled with 20,000, you fooled with 30,000. At the end of the day, them people don't belong to you. They ain't yours. Now, I know it's past. I got pastor friends. We joke with each other about stealing each other's eyes. But we close friends. So we can we can pick at each other like that. You know, I had one of my friends call me and say, man, all I do is just follow you. Whatever you do, I do. And we laugh about that. It's no hardship or nothing like that. I'm like, cool, let's do it. You know, if you're doing something that's working, educate me to do something that's working. If you're doing something that's working, you educate that person. I educate that person. Because at the end of the day, we're supposed to have the same goal behind us. Even on a job. Now, I get on a job. Some individuals, you may have a, a, a GED, or this person may have a high school, or this person may have a BA, this person may have an MBA. So I get when it comes to the corporate level, there may be a little bit of competition. And a lot of times it's based off of education. But you already know who's the best person for the position. So you don't have to cutthroat or, or go rat on the other person to get ahead knowing that they're probably a better person than you. So what you do is you find the faults in that guy so they can look more at you. But in reality, what has happened is you making yourself look bad by not being a positive person and supporting that brother. And when I say brother today, guys, I'm talking to all y'all. ain't talking about no particular color. I'm talking, if you're a man, you're a brother. You're my brother. But what I'm getting at is, and one of the things I talked about Sunday, especially this younger generation, you know, you get your little girlfriend, she start breaking you off something, you know, she's young, she's in her teens, you not probably going to be the only one. She start kicking it with another guy, you want to get mad. Listen, that dude didn't rape her. She gave herself to him. So you need to just suck it up. Do like we used to do back in. I'm not encouraging nobody to do what they're going to do. But just say, you know what, I'm glad I got it. See you later, babe. Stop letting women come in and divide men. Because a lot of times it's just an ego for them. And I don't mean that person, but that's going to be another show and another topic one day. What I'm getting at is you can walk down the street. You can go to the park. You can go to Walmart. You can go shopping for some shoes, and guess what? You're going to always see another woman. So why is it that we so easily, especially this younger generation, want to kill another brother or another man or another young man just because, man, he was messing with my girl? Guess what? He's dead. You in jail. That girl ain't waiting on neither one of y'all. She ain't going to wait on you to miraculously get up out the grave. She ain't going to wait on you to get out of prison for the next 20 years. You're going to come home from prison and she going to be done been married for 20, 30 years. She ain't going to even remember what you look like, but you went to jail for her. Or you're going to come home, she got four kids and four baby daddies. You do not need to be fighting over something like that. I even talked about on Sunday about money. I talked about this young guy who was in prison because he killed the guy because the guy owed him some money. So I said to the guy, that money couldn't have been that important. It, it wasn't valuable. 
The money didn't have a meaning. And the guy looked at me like, why? I said, well, think about it. You kept him over some money that you still ain't got. You in jail, he's dead, and at the end of the day, you still ain't got that money he owed you. I actually let the truth be told, you cost his family money to have to bury him. You're costing yourself money because you should be out in school or educating yourself or doing whatever you're doing in a better situation. But because of the mistake that you made over some money, you just lost your life. And if it's fed time, you know, you don't get no parole. So, I mean, I'm just sitting here saying as men, we got to do better because, listen, you remember that old-fashioned saying, if you got a dollar, I got a dime? We need to get back to that. If you got a dollar, I got a dime. That dime may take me further than that dollar will take you because I'm already penny-pinching. I'm already struggling, so I know I got to eat sardines instead of a whole fish salad. I already know I got to eat pork and beans in weenies instead of going to buy pinto beans and hot dogs and put them together. See, your dime may lift me up and take me places that I don't need to go. But as men, we need to somehow come together. And I don't mean come together like in some big form or something like that. I mean, you know who your boys is. You know who your friends is. You know, I'm always... You know, uh, uh, t- you know, telling my boy, uh, uh, one of my, my good friends, and I don't mind. He he know I don't mind calling. He don't mind me calling his name. You know, when I talk to Logic, I, I let him know. You know, I enjoy watching him. I enjoy see what he's doing. I'm proud of it. We doing the same thing. You know, just like I told one of my club brothers. You know, I, I don't get to watch him as much because you know I work third shift. But I got to catch about two three minutes of him. I loved his graphics. I let him know, hey, man, I love your graphics. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being motivated. Because at the end of the day, we all on the same team. And the team that we all want to be on is a winning team. Think about this here. Whoever wins the Super Bowl Sunday, everybody gets a ring. The water boy, the assistant coach, the player that ain't played a game all year, everybody on that team, or just the secretary that works in the office, the accountant that works in the office. And see, I learned this when I was uh, when I was when I used to work at First Union National Bank, and I, you know, we was the bank for back then, the old Charlotte Hornets. And I learned that when a team wins a national championship like that, the whole organization gets a ring. So guess what? The secretary, even though she's a woman. She gets the same ring that an athlete, that the same male get. So ain't none of us no different. So, you know, you look at that because think about it. When, when Tom Brady shows all his rings from when he was with New England Patriots and now he's with Tampa Bay, guess what? Every player that was on that team when they won a Super Bowl got the same identical exact ring. When Michael Jordan won all them championships with Chicago Bulls, every player that was on that team at the same time, guess what? They got the same ring. So the playing field is the same and should be the same for all of us, and that's to win. Now, the greatest victory that we can all have is to enter the kingdom of God. The next greatest victory, and it can be in whatever order you want to, but 
being in the kingdom of God is the top, you know, echelon of greatest victory. Then you probably want to be financially set. You want to have a great family. You want to send your kids to college and, you know, you want to uh, take your wife out to dinner and go on nice vacations. Look forward to being an empty nester and doing things as a couple as an empty nester, you know, traveling and seeing the world. That's the second tier, third tier, fourth tier, fifth tier of, of winning. And some of us don't get it quite right, but we have a great heart. We have a great character. And here you are, a man in a better situation and you're a little bit more smarter. We got to, as men, learn to take criticism. I can't tell you how many times my boy Lodger done told me, man, you don't want to do that. Don't do that. No, that ain't, that, ain't, that ain't you. That don't fit you. And I listen because he's seeing something that I'm not seeing. I'm like, okay, cool. I don't think I need to do that. I throw the idea in the trash can. Cause it don't fit me i just didn't see it it just sounded good and i probably wrote it on paper and it looked good but it really wasn't what i needed to be doing wasn't it you know because he's turned around and giving me good ideas on things that i should do you see what i'm saying so it works both ways and we work with each other like that because we both want to see each other win his winning may not look like my winning. I may be busy and can't support him today. He may be busy and can't support me today. But we can always text or call each other and say, hey, guy, I ain't going to be there today. Make sure you do you. Have a good time. That's encouraging. We got to learn to pat each other on the back. We got to learn. And I say we don't have to be like each other. Like we got to dress like each other because we ain't twins anyway. We ain't got to talk like each other. We ain't twins anyway. But even if we're doing the same thing, the things that I'm doing and the way I'm doing is in my personality and character. So the things that you're doing and the way you're doing is in your character and your personality. But if we own the same team and we continually do those things together, we both winning. Your ideas is just as good as my ideas. My ideas is as good as your ideas. So I'm okay with uh, people telling me, well, man, you need to do this. You don't need to do that. You know, and you know, I go back to us being a church. And I tell people, just about everything we've done at the queue has actually came from somebody else. Now, I have a little leverage because I'm a biker, so I talk to different bikers. And they give me ideas on what they want their church to look like because it's really their church. I'm just the person that orchestrates it. I'm like the orchestra that points at the different musicians to make it happen. But at the end of the day, I'm overwhelmed and I'm overjoyed when someone gives me an idea on something that we should do. That moves me because that's telling me not only do they care enough about me, but they trust me enough to, 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 to come to me and talk to me. Now, I done had some people tell me, no, you shouldn't do that. I done done some things that people tell me don't do it no more. <laughs> so it goes both ways. But we have to learn as men, as guys, as fellows, as homies, to figure out a way to just motivate each other, especially when we know another brother's trying. You know, he may be falling down. You know that brother from the Rob Circle K. Say to him, yo, young man, don't go do that. You you really, you know, they put the money in the in the, the little safe deposit box, the ching, ching, ching thing right behind it all the time, you probably ain't going to get no more than 
but you finna get 25, 30 years in prison. So, man, don't do that. We need to tell our young brothers, not young brothers, I'm talking about middle-aged brothers, old brothers. Now, man, look, stop thinking selling drugs and going to prison is cool because it's really not. Listen, brothers, I promise you, it's okay to go to school and get an education. It's okay to join the military. It's okay to get a technical job field. It's okay to go to a technical school for two years and become a, a heat and air conditioner man or a mechanic. I promise you, you're going to survive. You probably actually go, because think about this here. If you're 21, okay, no, 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 let's back up. You 15, then they give you three years in juvie and then the next 40 years in prison. Guess what you ain't going to be able to do? Nothing. You ain't going to be able to get a, a trade. Or get, now, I get when you're in prison, they teach you, you know, how to make tags, how to make highway road signs. I get that. But what I'm talking about is getting you a solid education, getting you a solid life, you know, being out here, going to the club and having fun, hanging out with your friends, going over your mom's and dad's house and having dinner, raising your kids and laughing at what your kids do and watching your grandkids grow up. That's what we need to get to. We need to get to that level in training and equipping each other as men. You know, you working on the same job, you, you know, say you, you work for BFI, you know, that's the garbage company or waste management. You drive a garbage truck and you see another brother driving a garbage truck. Y'all been on this company both some good years. You notice that brother coming to work every now and again with a few drinks in him on Sunday morning. So why not say to him, hey, man, one of these days your luck going to run out. Yeah, he going to get mad because he can't believe you coming up to him. So what? Let him get mad. It's still your right and say, hey, man, this is, this is a union job. We get pensions. They don't do pensions in America no more. You got a pension and a 401k. Don't lose all that just because you want a beer. So, so talk to that brother. Approach that brother. Don't be afraid to help another brother out. Don't be afraid to reach another brother. Don't be afraid to 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 say to you know you know you got a brother you know you, once again i'm picking on the job thing you know he makes you a supervisor of one department he's a supervisor of another department y'all both went to a gappy bible college and you know maybe you got your ba and he got his mba but y'all both supervisors but you out there clubbing and partying all weekend and now yo, you're looking at him saying wait a minute dude you need to put some of that money away i ain't saying don't go out to the club and party but don't go every weekend but go ahead and put $20 away. Don't come home broke because we get paid every week. And you think, well, I got enough money, so next week I'll pay the bills. And then the following week I go back out. No, no. Put a little bit away each time. That's what we got to start doing with brothers. Once again, I got to repeat this. When I say brothers, I'm talking about all men, black and white. Black guys, white guys, we got to stop talking to each other. One of the things you'll learn about men is men, and you can Google the survey, we have low self-esteem 
and most of us don't feel good about ourselves. Now, I'm not saying everybody. I'm just going by the, the survey. Okay, I'm just going by the survey, so don't attack me. I done told y'all sometime I'm right, sometime I'm wrong. These are just my opinions. Don't get upset. We got to learn to keep uplifting each other. Because one of the things I, I learned, because I've done men ministry a while, I've been in a small group, we embarrass to bring up to another brother our failure. And you want to know what the truth is? Sometimes that same failure we going through, the brother you talk to done either went through that, done been through that, and done came out of it. And they can probably help you out a whole lot more if you just say to them, man, you know, I'm struggling with this here. You know. Let your brother know. You got a decent wife, good kids, living with your girlfriend or whatever. Man, some chick start hitting on you. Say, hey, man, I need you to watch me for a little while. We do that. And some guys, good guys, we do that. You know, and that's okay. That don't, that don't weaken you as a man. It strengthens you as a man. You know, hey, you making good money and, and you really don't understand investments and what to do with your money. Let your brother know, say, hey, man, you know, I, I'm really struggling with, you know, all this money I got. That's why I'm blowing it because I don't know what else to do with it. Sit down and help that brother get a portfolio. Help that brother get a better vision and a better idea on the do with his money. You know, help, help that brother out. You see this brother, you know, let's talk about cars for a minute. For those of you who don't know, I'm going to tell y'all. A car is just means of transportation to get to and from. That's all. When you pull up at a red light, we all going to stop. When it turns green, we all going to pull off. So it don't matter if you in a Mercedes, you in a Bentley, you in a Volkswagen, or you in a Ford. We all, you ever, you ever be in a situation where you just happen to be going to a Texas Roadhouse and a BMW, a Mercedes, and a Volkswagen, and a Ford all turning in at the same time? At that particular point, one, none of them cars no different. I use that, 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 that analogy because as a truck driver, you know, we love our rigs, right? But when we bag that trailer up, don't nobody work in that warehouse know what that truck on the outside look like. All they know is there's a, what's your trailer number, drive? We're going to put you at dough three. Drive, we're going to put you at dough 10. Drive, we're going to put you at dough seven. You ain't nothing but a dough to them. When you go check in, they not going to actually, a lot of times they don't know what, they don't care what company you work for, who your broker, who you drive with, where you going, what's your pickup number. You give him a pickup number, you get a dough, you come back in. What dough you at? I'm at dough seven. Here's your bills. They don't care about what your trailer look like on the outside, what your truck look like. All they care about is you got a 53-foot trailer. We finna load some freight up, get it, and get gone. Deliver. When you get there to deliver it, they ain't going to remember what you look like. They don't know what your truck look like, what your trailer look like. All they know is they got packages in that trailer that they need to pull off. So at that particular point, we all just alike. I done been to companies where I pick up freight, and they got four, five different companies picking up the same freight, going to the same Walmart distribution center to deliver that freight, all of us. We just with a different company. Technically, we, should, we just, that's what I just said. Got four, five trucking companies 
We over here at Nestle's picking up Stouffer's food, and we all going to Walmart distribution center, and we all in a different truck. We all work for a different company. Guess what? If we all get there safely and alive and make that delivery, guess what? We all just won. Every one of us just got a paycheck, or whenever we get our check, we're going to get paid for that load that we just delivered, and we all work for a different company. We all picked up the exact same thing. What? Nothing no different. So why is it as men do we treat each other in such odd ways? Listen, guys. You know, I'm finna get off here. Let's start building a better foundation for a better us, for a better you, for a better we, for a better everyone else. Let's let's get away from the I mentality. Let's start being an us and a we and a together and a forever to create something better. Because if we come together as men, and I don't mean hang out, be friends, but you you know the brothers you hang around with. You know, you know your club brothers or the guys you go golfing with or the guys that you, you know, you go uh, play basketball with. If we start uplifting each other, you'd be surprised the different direction and change that we can go in. We just got to want to go in those directions. We just got to want to be that strong. And the only way we can become that strong is we need to start looking in the mirror now and saying, I'm not going to be afraid to work with another brother. I'm not going to be afraid to let another brother, he can do better. I'm not going to be afraid to be with another brother. So listen, first of all, I want to say thank you uh, for listening to the Q Talk with your, with your boy, Pastor E. You know, we're definitely all things mean would be on the table. So let your brothers and uncles and homies and club brothers know that we'll be back next Thursday. And if not, you can always listen to our podcast and we're going to talk about it from men issues to sports to sex to whatever concerns men. So just grab a seat and come along for the ride. But now just remember, these are my opinions. All right, these are my opinions, and my opinions can be right, my opinions can be wrong. They're just my opinions. So come along for the ride, and let's have fun with the Q Talk. This your boy, Pastor E.